With so much compliance work available, many accounting practices don't have the time or inclination to set up an advisory service. The problem is they could be limiting their potential for higher growth and profits. That's according to Emily Splatt, Operations and Learning Manager at Mindshop, a company which consults practices with providing advisory services. If you're thinking of implementing advisory services or want to ignite higher performance with your current offering, Emily has eight keys, which she runs through shortly. First, Chris Ashmore asks Emily, for accounting practices which already have a business advisory, which services exactly are they offering? I think that it's important to highlight that advisory means different things to different people. So for some people, it'll be things like financial dashboards, cash flow monitoring, scripted questioning. And if that's meeting your client's needs, then great. But for others, they're already in or looking to get into things like strategic planning workshops, growth and profit workshops, business health checks, leadership development programs, coaching and mentoring. And that's not to say that if you're wanting to get into advisory, you have to do all of that. It's just what we're observing that people are needing help with so that you can then have that freedom to pick and choose what's important to you and and what's important to your clients. Well, it's not always plain sailing, is it? What typically have been some of the challenges firms have faced implementing business advisory to their services, have you seen? Yeah, I mean, there's certainly been some firms that have had some false starts with advisory or just been spinning their wheels for a while now. And I think a lot of the time, it's not that people don't see the importance of advisory, but they're already winning a lot of work in other areas. So it just hasn't been a huge urgency for them. But in terms of other challenges, it's things like not having the leadership support, not having the capacity, being distracted by all the competing priorities. So advisory is not a tick box exercise. It is harder to leverage and you need to be able to put in that time, which some people may not have or perceive that they have. Well, you have eight keys to business advisory high performance. Could you run us through each one? Of course. So if advisory does fit your plans and strategy from what we've been observing now and and over the last 28 years since Mindshop started, there are eight key elements. And the first one is needing to have leadership support for advisory. So making sure that internally your firm's really clear on why advisory is critical to the firm's growth and vision, that there's buy-in and support from all leaders, that it's integrated into the overall firm's strategic plan, and that all advisors are provided that time to be able to continually upskill and reskill. So it is important to have that leadership support for advisory to really get traction with advisory. The second key element that we're seeing is is all around building capacity and leverage. And this is really critical because you need to ensure that you're freeing yourself up so that you can, I guess, grab hold of more advisory opportunities. And what we're seeing is that some people are building capacity in arrears and in a reactive way. So that might be things like embedding offshore resources, building an automation And some people are getting capacity in a proactive way. So they're really wanting to get ahead of the curve. And that could be initiatives such as reviewing their systems and processes. So finding some more effective ways of doing things. Could be using technology for leverage, getting better at saying no, probably one we all need to do. Regardless, everyone is busy and you'll continue to be busy unless you make a really conscious effort to be able to free up that capacity, whether that's proactively or or reactively. The third key element is that you need to ensure that advisory is being driven by authentic advisors. And we're lucky to work with advisors from hundreds of firms globally. And what we're seeing is just some of the 
DNA of an authentic advisor is someone who is an early adopter of technology and new ideas. So they're always just trying to stay ahead of the curve. They're open to change and learning new things. They're curious about how businesses achieve success. So really good at asking great questions and listening. They've got a strong implementation track record. They're respected by their clients and peers. And this isn't meant as a prescriptive list. It's just there so that if you're going through that and thinking, okay, well, I can tick some of those boxes, you're probably on the right path. And from what we're seeing, the people that have this sort of advisory DNA are really kicking some goals with advisory, which is great to see. The fourth key element is business advisory capability. So overall, it's about being less the consultant with all the answers and and years of practice and being more the facilitator who can drive to action whatever the client's needing assistance with. So you need to be a good problem solver. You need to be a good listener. You need to ask great questions. And obviously, there'll be times when consulting is still needed. It's still very valuable. But with people wanting to evolve into this advisory space, it's important to be more in that facilitation role because more often than not, your client's issues they come to you with aren't going to be pre-planned. You need to be agile. You need to adapt to the situation And that's why it's so important to keep building that capability as an advisor and really focusing on those foundational skills. The fifth key element is advisory technology. So something I I mentioned briefly earlier was around leverage and a great way to get advisory leverage is through technology. And it could be through something like uh, Xero and QuickBooks to really give you the facts and figures of a business. It could be Power BI to get some insights on your clients or Zoom for rapid problem solving. And there's other great uses for technology. So you can use it to create once, but share an unlimited time. So for instance, if a client came to you wanting to know how to do pricing, you could record a five to 10 minute video and then send it to their clients, get them to have a go themselves. And then you've got a great five to 10 minute video that you can then share on with other clients. So another great way to give you leverage through some technology Now, obviously, this is just a tiny snapshot of what's out there. Some are more complex than others as well, but it is important just to consider what you're using in terms of technology to give you leverage and and what you can be using. So we're up to the sixth key to business advisory high performance, and that's all around having a clear advisory model. And it's so important to have that clarity in your model and being able to clearly articulate it. So it could be on your website, you've spelt out clearly that some of your advisory offerings are business growth workshops, leadership development programs, business coaching. And this is really important because your clients and prospective clients can then come onto your website. They can see what you offer. They can see the journey that they're going to go on with you as an advisor. They can see who they're working with and potentially what the pricing is. So it's also helpful as well, not just for clients and prospective clients, but internally that your team can then come in and and see what you offer so that they can then make more internal referrals to you. So really important to have that clear advisory model that you can very clearly articulate. The seventh key element is social proof of capability. So once you've got that clarity around what your model is, it's also important to consider how you're going to promote it. And one way that we're observing is getting some real cut through is demonstrating proof of capability. And again, this isn't just for your clients and prospective clients, although very helpful, but it's also so internally that your team can feel that confidence to be able to refer their clients to you. So it could be 
that you're promoting proof of capability through your websites, on email, through your socials. And the things that come to mind are you could do a video of yourself on problem solving. It could be a client success story, a client testimonial. The list goes on. So there's lots of great opportunities there. But ultimately, when someone's looking to engage with you, they're going to go looking for that proof of capability that you have that capability to solve their business issues. So you need to make sure that they can come and find it. The eighth key to business advisory high performance is probably the most important, and that is practice, 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 and really making it ingrained in what you do. So it could be offering to run a strategic planning session or a health check with a friendly client for practice. It could be just making it part of whenever you catch up with a client that you're using a simple problem-solving tool to put a framework and a structure around your conversations that you're having. But also considering that any advisory skills that you're using with clients, apply them internally as well. Because if you're running your strategic planning workshop with a client, do that internally. It's a win-win. So the more you practice, the better you'll be and the better you are, the more authentic you're going to become. So that is what we're observing as the eight key elements to business advisory high performance. And they're quite detailed and there's there's quite a lot to think about. But um, before we go, Emily, any any final thoughts on shaping a business advisory offer? Yeah, I think a good opportunity, if you aren't doing this already, is just to be able to commercialise the things that you might be giving away for free. So being able to commercialise problem solving. So instead of just having a casual chat with clients around their issues, have a more structured one to two hour discussion, potentially use some problem solving tools suggest that you should be catching up each month where you can keep working around those issues and the next issues on a paid basis so that you're there to help drive to action those issues and and really guide them on that implementation and accountability. Emily Splatt, Mindshop.